The message you are listening to was recorded by Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota, for the 2015 April's Leaders Retreat. More information about Campus Outreach Minneapolis can be found at cominneapolis.org. All right, so uh, thanks for owning. So I want to just talk a little bit tonight about um, just just ownership. Uh, what do you mean by that? And then have uh, I think four main things here that I want you guys to to own or think as far as ownership. So first, I just want to talk about owning versus renting. And so um, it's kind of knowledge we just we threw out there. I think Paul mentioned that a little bit in his talk. Um, and so so when you think of renting something, you generally think. Uh, it's there uh, for to, to serve you, to make your experience good. So you rent an apartment, um, and someone else does the maintenance for it and takes care of it. Um, and you don't really worry about those things. You go down, go down a project, and as a disciple, you're, you're renting Paul's hotel. Um, he's owning it. Uh, and so he's the one kind of doing the plumbing and the plunging. And all of those that he wrapped into it, even though we don't own it, we kind of did a little work as if we owned it. Um, and so, so when you own something, you kind of you kind of take care of it a little bit more. Um, you worry about those fine, finer details um, versus renting, where it's really there to kind of kind of serve you. Um, so if you go into experience that way, it's um, how is this for me rather than uh, fostering either a lasting thing or a good environment or taking care of a, a house you own versus renting. Um, another way to kind of just say that is is a host versus an attendee. Um, so as I talk, I'm going to think. You know, we want you to own Project this summer. That would be the, the goal here. Uh, it's not you got to say, yeah, we're going we're gonna to really rent this um, and have it serve us. But we're, we're going to own it. And another way to say that, maybe a better way, is to say we want you guys to think as hosts versus uh, attenders. I think the actual word is attendee, but attender sounds more accurate to me. So I'm going to use that. Uh, and Matt will correct me later. Um, but so, so we want you to think more as a host. Um, as an attendee, again, would be... Uh, is, is this good for me? Was project fun? Um, how's this serving me? Versus a host, um, how am I making this a good experience? Um, how am I helping foster uh, the summer to, to be a good experience, to be fun, to be a learning environment, to be um, whatever you want to add on to there um, for other students around? And so um, really one of the main reasons to talk about this is, is project's not just a system that just kind of happens. And it just People go into it and it spits out people two months later that all of a sudden mature and they grew um, and all these things happened. Uh, projects far more really what this room specifically and, and probably more specifically the students rather than the staff in this room make projects. Um, what you guys want it to be, how you invest in it, um, how you, you build the momentum, how you host it. Um, far more than just if we're in South Carolina and we're all hot and sweaty, all of a sudden we grow. Um, <laughs> And so, so when you think as a hosting, I think, I've been on a lot of projects, not as much as some of these other staff, but, but they all have a different feel. Um, they all have a different theme, and they all kind of take on different flavors. Um, some of them are good, um, some of them are bad, like bed bug flavor, um, and things like that. But, so they all kind of take on a different feel, um, and a lot of that, I think, is, is how you guys foster in what you want the summer to be. Um, and so we want you to feel the responsibility of hosting and owning, but also the, the excitement of that, the, 
it's not just this machine that spits out people that hopefully grow, but it's really what you guys make the dynamic to be um, when you go down there in your rooms and on your teams and, and the socials and everything about Project that's awesome. And so, so it is in large part what you guys make it. Um, and so with that, um, another word to put in there if I was to think owning, hosting, another one I think of that just helps me is buying in. And so we want you guys just to buy in as leaders and say, we're buying into really giving to this summer for the other students um, and serving them and hosting them really well and seeing what the Lord would do in, in, our, in our hearts and in your hearts and in uh, the disciples or the other students' hearts there. And so I kind of want you guys to have a, a flavor of what we're bought in there um, to the summer. So a uh, few things I want to think for as, as far as owning. Uh, one, I just want to do a quick reminder of what Paul said because it's really valuable. Um, so we want you to own serving and rent your position. So Paul talked a lot about, you really rent your title for the summer. Um, it really doesn't mean much. It's not that big a deal. Um, and really wanting to own the, the godly principles under it of servant-hearted leadership, serving, loving, um, and, and really rent the position. So I'm not going to get stuck there super long because um, Paul gave a whole talk uh, expanding that out. But just wanted to give a refresher of that from today to, to really rent your title um, and, and own the loving of people behind it. Um, so I guess, I guess the second one is I have one that's kind of hands or practicals, and then I want to end with three more heart-level um, owning things that I'd like us to, to think about. So the, the hand one, the real practical one, is I want you guys to own um, projects, health, and the principles of project. Um, and so own its health and the principles of project. Um, I'll flush out principles here in a second. So what I mean by that is we have, what, we've got project policies down there. Um, if you want to use the rent and own language, I say rent the letter of the law for the summer, own the spirit of the law. Um, so rent the letter of the law, basically the policies for the summer, but own the spirit of the law, um, the reason behind the rules, the reason why we have these policies. Um, and so, um, so I, I want you guys to own those. So just a handful we'd have out there is, a uh, big one is, is, is modesty. Um, and so the guys have standards. If you've never been to Project, um, the guys, we have you, you know, keep your shirts on anywhere except the beach and the pool to help the girls really not a sacrifice that much at all. Um, and then the girls, we ask them to be more modest, use one-piece swimsuits and be generally conscious with their clothes in addition to that. If you've never heard those rules, we'll go over them later. Um, but so that specific stand, standard of a shirt on and a style of swimsuit, um, that's the letter of the law. I want you to rent that for the summer and say, okay, that's what we are doing as a ministry and what we think is healthy, and, and rent that. We're not saying the Bible commands certain types of dress, certain types of um, swimsuits. There's a principle of modesty, um, and that would be the spirit of the law. So we want you to own that. We want you to own that modesty and thinking for your brothers and sisters, that's a good thing to own. Now, the specific... Um, principle we ha or practical we have for the summer, a specific rule, um, we're asking you just to rent that for two months. Um, and again, buy into that and say, um, we're just going to really seek to follow that and help um, serve that, knowing that it's, uh, it's not a command of the Lord, but it's a, a helpful thing that we think has been put in place for project. Um, another example just would be safety or curfew. Um, again, just a, another one that we're asking you to, to rent um, for the summer, thinking it will help make uh, a, a safer environment, a healthier environment, um, help you guys be able to engage during talks, um, 
and, and Project B, you know, just a better experience in that sense. Um, uh, try to think of a third one that you maybe would bump into, um, and it would be uh, guys and girls rooms, girls and guys rooms. Um, and so again, I think the spirit behind it is accountability um, and removing temptation, um, and just kind of steering clear from that and being above reproach. Um, and it can it can seem like a silly rule to some of you. It can seem like that's just kind of kind of dumb or it's excessive or whatever it is. And we're asking you to to rent the specific rule for the summer and and own the uh, the accountability, the removing of temptation behind it, which is what we're we're striving after long term. Um, and so so those are a handful of just examples of ones that I think we want to we rent the letter for the summer. Ask you guys to abide by these enforce these, um, think positively of them, um, but also the, the underneath is what we're going after, is really maturing and growing in responsibility in these things. Um, so, um, not only do I want you to kind of rent the letter of the law, but I want you to, to love the spirit of law. Um, so I want you to love it. So when you hear these, uh, these rules and the reasons underneath that we're shooting for them, I don't want you to think like, ah, that's kind of that's just kind of ridiculous. So that's kind of, kind of stupid. Or is that excessive? Why didn't we get rid of that rule five or ten years ago? Like, have, when are we going to grow out of that? Those are just so, so conservative. Um, and I think that's a bad attitude. That's not the right attitude to go in with. I think you should love the spirit of the law. Um, Paul says, I will never eat meat again so that um, I won't cause someone else to stumble. Um, and so Paul loves the idea of serving those that have younger consciences or... Um, are, are walking younger in their faith, and he, he loves the idea of serving them. Um, so I want you to love the idea of, yes, modesty. Um, that's a biblical, godly thing. I, I love that we're pursuing modesty. Now, you may disagree with where we draw the line, and that's why we're asking you to rent it, but I want you to love the idea that we would pursue safety, modesty, accountability, removing of temptation from others, that you'd love that we're, we're shooting for those things, and not just saying, this is just kind of bumping up on my freedom. I draw my own lines. I think what, I know what I can handle. Um, and so that's where the standard should be, or we should have no standard. But why don't you say, I, I love that we're striving after those good things. Um, and if you draw the lines in different places, that's why we're just asking you to rent our specific um, practicals for the summer. Um, and so, so I want you to, to, to love those things, love that we're striving after making a healthy environment for people to grow, removing temptations that they may have that you may never even think about. Um, and so with all these, I want to end with a, uh, is it worth it or what's it worth? Um, and this one, I would just say uh, these policies have been really helpful, very helpful for some people that are, are brand new um, Christians or younger brothers and sisters, um, or maybe those who aren't even in the faith yet. Um, they've been really impactful because it's helped guard um, and shepherd their, their young faith um, and things that they've never thought about. Um, so again, I don't mean to dis- despise those and just say, I don't, I don't really like those um, or I'm going to kind of grunt it through this summer. But they've been super helpful for people's faith. And that's where Paul lands and he's like, I will never eat meat again if that's what it's going to take to help this person grow, to help um, give them a template and a healthy environment and remove temptations for them to grow this summer. And so I want you guys to have that, that kind of heart um, behind it that says that I, I love the spirit of the law and if the letter of the law helps serve that then, then I'm going to buy into that and I love that too um, because it's been super helpful for people 
um, to have rules and for us to guard and think about others' consciences and think about where they're coming in and not just kind of sit um, in our own world. Um, and so, um, so, so loving those policies. I think another just kind of practical general things attached to this one is just helping own uh, problems. See you guys together thinking, thinking as hosts. And so um, there is a servant team that um, serves and we're very thankful for that, but they are not the only ones that are supposed to, to clean up projects and think for meals and, and take care of all those things. You guys are hosting projects together, so ask them. Maybe they have it all taken care of and they um, love knocking it out, but if you know, a project's dirty here, or if communication is, is, is strained, uh, fight to be a solution there. And say, like, okay, when's the, when's the social tonight? What's going on? When's the meal starting? Is there ways to help? Because you guys are owning it at that level um, and not just renting it and, and kind of passing it off to you. Like, well, the staff communication's terrible, or, oh, the team leader's communication's terrible, or my, whatever, the other room leaders, or, or whoever we would pass it to. But really saying, we're trying to to pull this off together. Uh, when the staff are gone, especially you guys, are trying to pull it off together. And so thinking for um, helping serve those things and just fixing logistical problems, helping with communication, thinking proactively there. Um, so I think that's the other way you can own project is thinking about those and kind of getting out of just your specific responsibility. And the third one, again, just really practical, is, is just being responsible at work and setting a pace of work ethic. Um, and so with a lot of people working at the same place, there's just a temptation to, to stop working, to goof around, to whatever, and, and obviously want you guys to have fun, and also want you to help foster uh, work, you know, and, and uh, being grateful of that, and utilizing the job, and being obedient at it, and working for the Lord, um, and so, so I think that's a big way that this room sets the pace there, is to, to be responsible just at work, um, and help set uh, the flavor there. So again, really practical things, but for you guys to, to own Project's health this summer and primarily own the principles behind the desires of modesty and accountability and removing of temptation, but also to, to buy into the, the rules that we've set out this summer and say, yep, I'm going to buy into those, I'm going to follow those joyfully, um, even if that's not where I'm going to draw the line for the rest of my life. Um, so that was kind of the, the hands one. Um, so the next three, they ended up just kind of going A, B, C, so hopefully that will help you kind of remember it. So the ABCs of, of what I think is worth owning this summer. Um, and the first one is own your attitude. And if someone has a Bible and wants to look up a scripture for me, um, I'll have you read it. Someone who wants to volunteer? You'll get this. I'll give you another one, too. Um, so if you want to do Philippians 2, 14 through 16a, wherever you think kind of A is. Um, and then if you want to do Galatians 6, 1 through 2, you'll just have to hang on to that for a little bit. Galatians 6, 1 through 2. Yeah, the first one is Philippians 2, 14 through 16a. Um, and then if one more volunteer wants to get the last scripture for me. Hey, you got it. Thanks. Um, if you want to do just Galatians 5.1 when we get there. All right, so first one, owning your attitude. Um, you want to read those verses? Yeah, it is. Philippians 2.14, do all things without a grumbling 
like a questioning that you may be blameless and innocent children of God without blemish in the midst of a crooked and twisted generation, among whom you shine as lights of the world, going fast to the word of life, so that the day of Christ may I may be proud that I'm not from in vain or labor in vain. Great. Um, <laughs> thanks. That, that works. I didn't know where to stop. Um, no, that's perfect. More than merry, better than less. Um, all right, so, so owning your attitude. Um, so there, grumbling, complaining, shining as lights. Um, and we know what the scriptures say, out of, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. Um, and so I think just owning your attitude for the summer is, is a big piece. Um, it's so easy to grumble, to complain, um, and to become uh, cynical. Um, yeah, we want, to, we want to shine as lights. We want to be countercultural in that sense. That's not just sarcastic about everything, that doesn't just grumble about everything, that's not cynical about everything. Um, but on the opposite side of it, the, the bias. Um, and so, so bias into these things rather than grumbling or complaining um, about them or, or questioning them. And so here's what I think questioning looks like and doesn't look like. Because at the end it says, holding fast to the word of life. And so it's not, you never ask a question about anything we do. Um, you just blindly follow. Um, I don't think that's what it means, because it says holding fast to the word of life here. So, but what I think it means in the forefront is if there's something going on in a project um, that, that the leadership is doing, or there's uh, some, uh, whatever, is a social we're doing, or something like that, um, that initially you, you buy in, and, and you give it the benefit of the doubt, and, and you're going for it, and you're going into it with a, a good attitude, even if you don't want to have this team time, if you don't want to have this campus time, or if you're really tired, or whatever it is, and, and you buy in on the, on the front end um, without grumbling, without complaining, and, and to a degree, trusting your leadership. Um, now, if there's, if there's things through that that come up that you're like, I, I don't know about that, or that felt, um, was, was that the best thing for us to do? Or there are questions that arise. Um, I think we, we do hold fast to the word of life. We do examine it through the scriptures. Um, and then I think that's best done in, in hindsight there. And not just being like, wait, what are we doing? Until I'm convinced that this is a fun thing to do, I'm out on it. But saying like, all right, we're doing the social. I don't really understand it. It seems really goofy. You know, I'm in. And then in hindsight, maybe they'll say, ah, we should have had a better idea. Or maybe that wasn't as appropriate as we were hoping it was going to be. Um, and we, we went a little out of bounds there. Um, and so I, so I think there's, there's initial buy-in. There's initial trusting of your leadership. But there's also, it's, it's not blind trusting, but... Starting with the trusting, starting with the following, rather than the automatic grumbling, complaining, questioning, cynicism. Um, and so I think for you guys to have good attitudes this summer, um, we'll really uh, just set the, the pace and the expectation. Um, a few of you haven't been to Project before, but most everyone who's not here that's going ha- has never been. And so they don't know, uh, they haven't been on six of them like I have been. They don't know what Project is. What Project is is what you guys make it for them. Uh, the first day, and then the first week, and then the first month. Um, and so you're really able to set a pace of what you want a uh, project to look like, conversation-wise, depth-wise, honesty-wise, sin-wise. Um, and all of those things, you're really able to set a pace at the beginning. Like I said, it's what you guys make it at the beginning. Um, and I think your attitude is a, is a huge piece of that. If you guys buy in right away and are excited that they're there, um, and whatever the hype thing is, you're in it, and doing it, um, that's going to help a ton to just have a, a pa- positive attitude going forward, whether it's something you enjoy doing or not, and whether it's kind of in your wheelhouse or not, but saying, again, I'm going to buy in, I'm going to have a great attitude about this, um, and, uh, and, and, and move into it uh, that way, and I think that will make a really good experience for them, rather than you 
worrying about yourself and kind of showing up. And then the first hype thing is just kind of dead silence. And, and they don't know anyone, and they feel really awkward. And it just continues to be awkward because there, there's um, no one's really breaking the, the awkward silence and, and really kind of buying in and being like, no, this is, this is fun. We're meeting people. We're getting into it and all that. And so I think owning your attitude um, is, is a big deal um, because on the other side of it, just you know in your own heart, grumbling, complaining, cynicism, it's just a weed that grows really, really fast and can harden your heart really, really quickly. Um, it just takes one person in the room to kind of start complaining about something and then you buy into it a little bit or you're kind of sick of, of, sick of uh, owning a project and you just kind of decide to rent it for a little bit and you're like, yeah, that's stupid. I hate that we have to do that. I'm sick of following that. Um, and it just grows so quickly. Um, and it really just kind of dries up and, and hardens your heart. Um, and so, uh, so for the worth it statement here, why is it worth it to own your attitude? Because um, it's really worth you having a soft and a faithful heart. Um, I don't think it's faithful to be grumbling and complaining and cynical and be doing that in faith towards the Lord that works all things for your good and that's with you um, and is walking alongside you and sanctifying you. I don't think cynicism and grumbling can really fit into that equation to say, I'm following him faithfully, yet I'm complaining the whole time. Um, that's contrary to scripture. Um, so I think it's worth it for you and for their sake to fight for a soft heart that won't harden and a, and a faithful heart. I think faithfulness is tied in there. It's not just an attitude, but it's, it's belief, it's faith. Um, so I think that's why it's worth fighting for an attitude, um, to have a good attitude for the summer. So that's A. That's the A of, of owning. Um, the B. So A was own your attitude. B, own others' burdens. So own others' burdens. Um, so if you want to read Galatians 6, uh, 1 through 2, when you get a shot there, of course, that'd be sweet. Galatians 6, 1 through 2. Brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgressions, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spiritual gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you be tempted to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Awesome. Um, so I'm going to kind of kind of flip them. Uh, so I'm going to go verse two uh, first and kind of attach that to what I just talked about a little bit. And so, um, so others around you are probably going to have a tendency, like you have in your heart, to 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 complain, um, to get frustrated, to ask questions, to maybe question your leadership, to try and um, honestly frustrate you, um, whether it's intentional or, or unintentional. Um, and I think part of what we want you to own this summer is to, to own those. And really, the best analogy for me, I think, is, is have a, a degree of a gospel sponge to, to absorb them, or a gospel cushion. And so, so they're going to be complaining, and some of those things might be just, and some of those things might be really... Um, unjust and for you to for you to absorb them and just take them and own project um, and so even if it's something that not really you are responsible so it's a communication thing and it's like man we never know and for you to for you to own that to a degree and not just say like yeah it's you know and throw somebody else on the bus the, the next person above you if it's the team leader or if it's the project director or if it's the staff or um, whoever it is and to that degree to own a lot of things that maybe aren't even yours to own but to graciously Absorb them because you have a gospel sponge that says God loves me and He cares for me, um, 
and I have approval there, and I have thankfulness there, and so I can, I can just take this. And so if they're complaining about D-group being too long, or curfew, um, or we're not in the Word enough, or we're in the Word too much, or you name it, um, the, the church they're going to, um, there's a lot of those things that will crop up. And for you guys to fight, to, to own that burden and absorb it. Um, and if there's things that kind of need to be passed up the chain, um, that's fine. Like I think Paul mentioned it earlier, talking about gripes go up. Um, and so for you guys to, to absorb the blow there and kind of, kind of make peace um, and help uh, sympathize with them and really just take it. And then if you feel like there's things that you need to, you need to bench, that's where it goes down the funnel. Um, or up the pyramid, whatever analogy you look at. And uh, so if there's things that you're having a hard time with, um, you take that to your team leader. And their role is to, to absorb some of that from you. And the team leader takes the project director, and his role is to kind of absorb that from you. Um, and those are kind of just part of the job description that God has put into people and in leadership above you to, to help absorb your frustrations or your anxieties or your... Um, whatever it is for you guys, but for you guys to play a role that and say, because I'm owning project, I'm, I'm absorbing some of the complaints, I'm absorbing some of the problems and, and trying to fix them and trying to uh, make peace with them and not just uh, all of a sudden be like, oh, I'm renting and I'm, I'm out of this. Like now that it's getting, now that I'm in the spotlight, I'm just a renter of this thing, it's campus outreach that's doing this and you, and you just kind of step out of it rather than stepping into it and being like, oh, I'm sorry you feel that way, I'm sorry group was too long or curfew came up too quick or, you know, um, you got placed at this church and really sorry, you know, I don't know. Uh, thanks, man. Um, and so, so if you guys absorb that, so just absorb the, the complaints, um, having a good attitude, having the gospel sponge there or cushion to, to take it um, and have a soft, soft heart to receive those. Um, two, going back to the first verse, is um, bearing others' sin, pain, and brokenness. Um, so we've had a lot of talk about those, I think, um, if you were listening to the, the breakouts or if they're all the same. Um, but I felt like we talked about it a lot, that we're, we're all in over our head. Um, the heart is just deep and deceitful and complicated and hard to understand. And we carry a lot of personal sin and pain and brokenness and sin that's a reaction to brokenness and brokenness that is from a cycle of sin and, um, and all these things. And for you guys, to a degree, to fight to um, absorb that and help, help carry that. Um, and so for the people there, you're, uh, they'll be in your rooms or disciples around if you're serving team or whatever your um, role might be, or even CCP, you're, you're absorbing people's pain, people's brokenness, and people's sin. Um, and as Jason Meyer said a, hand, a while ago that I think is really helpful, he says, you, are the, you, you could be the first face of, of comfort there. And so you're displaying Jesus. You don't become Jesus for them, but you are displaying Jesus. You're displaying the gospel. Um, and like I said... We're going to be probably way over our head. You're going to be way over your head. So that's why you have Jesus. That's why he's the, the pointer that you send them there. You help them get there. You get them inscriptions. You, you weep with them. Um, you rejoice with them. But you are the, you're kind of the frontline display of Jesus and comfort. Um, and then you help carry them, help carry that burden with them uh, to Jesus and, and walk through it. Um, and I think a, a comforting thing there is that... Um, your, your ultimate need is not um, to, to fix it. Um, and a lot of these things, I would say, what they need far more than a solution is from you is just a friend to, to walk alongside them. Um, just like I said, weep with them. Weep with those who weep. Um, help them process through it. Uh, help affirm them that, that that's hard and it's complicated. 
And they're not crazy because they're reacting in light of something that um, is very traumatic in their life and it's influencing them. I think so many times just to tell someone that like, they'll share something and dump it and say like, that makes a lot of sense um, in light of the way your father treated you. I feel like relieves a huge ton of the, version, the, the burden because at times people think, I must be crazy or I must be the only one that thinks this way or I must be the only one that struggles with this so much and to say, no, that, that makes a lot of sense through the life you've walked through. Um, just helps. And so in that moment for you guys to think, and I just want to be a friend alongside them far more than, than a fix. Because um, like Paul said earlier in his, he's like, Man, 10 years if I, was, if I was dropped back in as a room leader, he's like, I, I still don't know exactly how I'd have handled it. Um, and maybe he would have been a little bit better of a friend. Um, and so, so what they really need there more than anything might just be a friend alongside them to hear them. So uh, for this one, uh, why is it worth it? Um, and I'd say you may be the only one that has really took interest um, in them or maybe the only one that's really dug in there and, and pushed in on sin. Or you may be the only real one that has really asked about their family and learned about how that's influenced them and, and tried to walk in there as a friend deeper than just surface level. You may be the only one that does that, um, the only one that comes alongside them rather than kind of shrinking back or just tagging on a scripture on top of it, all things work together good, and, and getting out of there because you feel overwhelmed. And so, yeah, I think it's worth it. Um, for that one person that maybe never had that experience, maybe never been cared for that way or loved that way. Um, and you have an opportunity to do that. Um, and you don't have to solve it, but you have a huge opportunity to, to genuinely love them and really display the gospel very um, practically in their lives. And so, so own their burdens in that way. Not that you're, you're fixing them or carrying them only on your own, but you're kind of helping them limp to the cross, the one that can... Uh, Jesus, who can actually uh, carry the burden all the way. So I think it's, I think it's worth it, because you may be the only one that's actually done that for them. Um, the only one that's really tried to engage them there, and, uh, and just love them with whatever you have, and how the Spirit helps you. So, own others' burdens. Um, and then, the last one is just, let Christ own your identity. So the C would be Christ there. So A, own your attitude, uh, B, own others' burdens. And then C, let Christ own your identity. Um, so I think about setting kind of the, the pace um, of project and the, the feel, or the ethos of project. Um, like I said, at the beginning, it could be kind of awkward because we're all uh, self-conscious and worried about the people in our room and um, trying to figure out what their personalities are like and trying to figure out what first D group is going to be like. We're going to eat or we're going to be talking. And you can kind of get just wrapped up in yourself there. Um, and really lose sight of um, the things that are more valuable in that moment. And, and I think really all of this stems from having an identity that's secure in Christ and not looking for it somewhere else. And I think Eric's going to talk a little bit about this tomorrow. But ways I think it fleshes out is, so if there's hype on project or there's a goofy thing going on, there's been a few goofy things. Um, this weekend we got the Rat Pack rocking. I appreciate that. That's an example right there. They're just rocking these uh, rat, I don't even know what you call those, ears this weekend. And, and to a degree, there's, there's a way that they could, you know, just shirk that and be like, that's stupid and that's embarrassing and I don't want to be a, a part of that. And I feel like for the most part, they, they bought in and they just don't care, you know. And so if you think there's something on project 
You picked it perfect. That, uh, <laughs> so if you think there's some, something on Project that's like, man, this is a little youth groupy, or this is whatever it is, I'm asking you to, to place your identity there in Christ, and not how cool you think you are, or not how safe you want to be, or how much control you want to be in, and, um, and be a little free there. Be a little goofy. Buy, buy into it, and just, uh, just do it. Now, there's a handful of you, I think, that are way too bought into that, and maybe you should feel a little less free. Um, I think that category exists, but for the most part, um, feel a little freer than you do. Uh, be a little less, uh, I think I said that, less inhibited, more inhibited, less inhibited, a little more free. I'll go stick with that, because I know which way that one's going. A little more free than you normally feel, um, and I think the way to do that is just say, I'm, I'm not on trial here. I'm not, I'm not being tested uh, my life has been bought with Christ. I'm free there. And so, man, if our team's going to go up there and dance, and I hate dancing, I'm just going to do it. Um, and I'm just going to step into it because I want Project to be fun, and I want to, to trust Jesus with my identity and, and lose myself a little bit there and just feel a little uh, self-forgetful in that moment and say, man, I want to buy in. This will be fun. And I'm, I really want the gospel and God to to free me, and so we can kind of display the ways that God has um, made us, rather than just kind of clamping up and um, and making things really hard for your team to, to plan stuff, because because everyone's got their own little you know lists of like, well, I'm only going to do this. I'm not going to sing. I'm not going to dance. I'm not going to do anything Disney. I'm not going to dress up for anything. You know, and you just got this list that's preserving your identity. Um, but to say, you know, Christ has my identity, so I'm free to enjoy these things and buy into it. And if it's a little goofy, great. Um, if it's a little cheesy, great. Let's do it. Because those things are a lot of fun. Like the singing this afternoon, I think, was a lot of fun. Um, and as you guys continue just to feel free and enjoy each other and um, make fun of yourself in some ways by exposing yourself on stage, either singing or dancing or whatever it is, um, it's just going to help them feel free, too. Um, and there's just no... There's no identity. Um, there's just nothing in there ultimately to, to lose, or there shouldn't be. Um, so, so for you to have Christ own your identity, to, to free you up, to really uh, have fun and serve the project and, and not be stuck in yourself um, in those moments, I think, is a, is a really good thing. Um, and uh, in, in other ways, that just plays out. Like I said, talk about like socials. Um, Maybe when the rubber meets the road, it's just other students that you're trying to spend time with. Uh, so Cheka talked about informal time and talked about um, just doing things that they enjoy doing. Um, and it's maybe something you've never done, you don't know anything about. Um, and I think it takes a little, a little depth to yourself to say, like, all right, I'm going to try doing that. If you're not athletic at all, but the person wants to um, bump around to volleyball with you, it's like, do it. Uh, just have fun. If you look like an idiot... Who cares? Um, you can lose yourself in that moment. Um, or um, trying to other examples. Um, if it's I don't know if it's like juggling or if it's um, I don't know what are other things that I can't do at all. Um, swing dancing. Yeah, swing dancing. Um, <laughs> so I think I think in ways that you can serve them is just is just diving right into that um, because you love them and you want to care for them. And you're not trying to avoid things to just kind of save face, but you care about them, so you're going you're gonna to go into it and you're going to try, even if it makes you look kind of ridiculous because you've never done it. Um, and so I think there's a way that you can just 
that the gospel frees you to, to do those things and to think about others and lose yourself in that moment and say, I just want this to be fun and I want to care about them and so I'm going so to buy in. I'm going I'm to lead in those things. If our, if our, if our room is kind of all clammed up about whatever, asking girls out on a group date, it's like, I'm going to take initiative even if I'm like the least musical person and be like, all right, let's plan a song or let's figure something out or let's do something creative and just die to self there um, and, and step up and fight to own the, the attitude and the kind of the ethos of project. Um, and so, um, so I think those are some practical ways it, it um, fleshes out, but really to say Christ, Christ owns my identity. I, I don't need my identity put in my position, my status, and, and saving face in sports, or saving face in a board game, or um, whatever it be, but, uh, but I'm, I'm really free to love people, because there's just, uh, there's no stock in that, um, there's no identity, ultimately, um, put in that, so, uh, just the last scripture here, at the end, is just Galatians 5.1, um, if you want to read that, Hayden, be sweet. For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not sin against the yoke of slavery. Also, Colossians 3 says your life is hidden in Christ. And so, so that's where your identity is. Um, that's where real life is found. Um, that's where real freedom is found. And so to firmly place your identity um, in Christ this summer. And, uh, and don't, submit, don't shrink back to the yoke of slavery of, of, of your identity, your image. Um, whatever gain you would have, really, um, to start right at the beginning with what Matt said, whatever, whatever gain you'd have, lose it in that moment. Um, don't, don't submit again back to it to say, I, I got to remain top dog, or I got to remain the chill guy, or I got to remain the, I only play sports that I'm good at so I can save face. Um, but but kind of bucking at that, don't submit a back to that slavery um, and, and live in the freedom that, that Christ has um, bought you because that's really where life is found. It's not, it's not found in building kind of our own, our own sandcastles and trying to uphold them and saying, here's my identity, here's my image, um, here's what I have to offer. But it's just like, take the, take the identity that, that Christ has given you. Um, and the Lord, I think, is going to use that this summer uh, to do that in a, in a lot of your guys' lives. Um, I feel like I have a long way to go because uh, I still avoid a lot of things that I don't really want to do. Um, but when I was the student director, it, uh, it, it killed a whole layer of that stuff. Because um, I just had to be, I'd be up more up front than I wanted to be. And I had to be a little bit more hype than I am. And, uh, and I probably had to do some dancing and stuff like that. And uh, um, I was Santa, yes, that's right. Um, forgot about that one. Uh, yikes. Uh, wow. Um, and, uh, and so, so it's, it's a really good thing, and I think the Lord has that for you, um, and for you to, to really rest on him and just not muscle through it on your own and say, got to do this, got to do this, got to do this, but even for the Lord to grow you out of that and be like, it just, it doesn't matter, the things that I've tried to hang my hat on, the things I'm worried about down there, um, of whatever it is, Bible knowledge, being like, man, i got to be the one that has the most answers in D group, or ask a question, someone has a really good answer, and then you're the leader, so you always have the last word, and you basically say their same answer, um, because you got to be leading, you got to be driving the thing, rather than just uh, enjoying as, how they're sharpening the group as you facilitate it and serve it. Um, and so, there's a lot more that could be said there, but um, wanted to end there. So, 
Again, trying to make it, if you may actually remember things out of here, but the ABCs of owning the summer is I want you to own your attitude, um, own others' burdens, um, and sin and brokenness, and then let Christ own your identity and own your life. Um, that's a really good place for it to be. That's where real life um, is found. So I'm going to pray for us, um, and then we will, uh, I think we're going to sing a few songs here. So. Thank you for listening to this message from Campus Outreach Minneapolis, the college ministry of Bethlehem Baptist Church in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for these copies or alter the content in any way without written permission from Campus Outreach Minneapolis. For more information, we invite you to visit us online at campusoutreach.org.